0: Yeah, Matt. um, You know, at first I didn't really like the idea of having a beard. Yeah, and then it grew on me. Oh my gosh!
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Mountain Man.
0: Yeah, you know that was actually a joke from Siri.
1: That was a Siri joke. That was a Siri joke. Well done, Siri. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I thought it was funny, and I have to actually comment that it is a joke because yeah, I told you like when I grew that big old crazy beard. You know, it like was like a Amish beard. It, I don't know. I I don't think it looked that great on me. So, that's a joke. That's not that's not real life. I'm not sure if I like the beard on me. I don't have like a big, all nice, majestic beard or anything like that.
1: What's up, everyone? My name is Matt.
0: And I'm Jason.
1: And this is Not Another Swift Podcast.
0: It's the podcast where we talk about Matt's journey into iOS development and whatever else comes up. So let's start with some follow-up. What do you say? There's not too much in the follow-up, but I think you had one thing you were going to mention.
1: Um, Yeah, it, it, wasn't anything, uh, it wasn't anything crazy. I was just kind of surprised. I, I put out a tweet there um, because I'm working from home so much. I... I have a k. A I have a phone case. Uh, so I have an iPhone 11 Pro, um, and I have a case uh, that I've used pretty much for every phone that I've ever had. Right? Any any phone, predating the iPhone, I've usually had a case. If if times you know were there, right? If because like you couldn't get really a. a a protective case for like your sprint flip phone, right? Where you had to pull up the antenna. You're like, you couldn't yeah. get a case for that. Oh, maybe Cases you could. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't even, I don't even think it was a thing back then.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know some of them had like the, uh, like the leather that went with the, like the belt buckle. Right. It had like a, the clear plastic yeah. going across the screen, but it had like the black leather to like make it look cool. So you could clip it on your <laughs> <laughs> clip it on your belt. Um, but, yeah. A- anyway, so I've been I've been working from home a lot, and so I have had no reason to take my phone case um, anywhere with me because, well, I can't go anywhere. Um, and my phone case is also a wallet case. I use a uh, I think the brand is called like Spigen or something like that. I, I think I got it off of Amazon for like fifteen or twenty bucks or something like that. And and uh, I think I actually
0: have one of those on my last phone. Really. Really, yeah.
1: I love it, man. Because I, I hate carrying a wallet. Um, everywhere I go is just uncomfortable, and I'm like, I really, I I only need. I think I have my insurance card, my ID, my debit card, and a credit card, and and, and it and it all fits just fine. Um, so I have everything I need. Else, everything else I could ever need is already on my phone, or you know, you can call somebody, and, and
0: yeah, and
1: it's it's all linked together. But I was like. Hmm, let me take this phone case off and i did and i was like i feel fancy as hell like this is a slick ass (laughs) phone (laughs) yeah and i was and i put it out there i was like hey uh you know anybody else anybody else you know um not have a a a case on their phone and i think one one of the guys i forget his name um he's doing the uh, sos app what's his name sigh oh yeah i
0: think that's sigh right
1: yeah, and he was like I've been going commando for years and I <laughs> I got a crack out of that going commando. I, it's uh I think I might be a fan of it now. It's it's scary though, man. It's I feel like uh like uh, I have giant hands and I'm gonna like crush <laughs> this thing or like it's almost like like super smooth on the back. I feel like it's just gonna go fly yeah. it out of my hands. I'm like, oh god <laughs> oh god, don't drop it <laughs> But I love it.
0: Yeah. Like at first you got to kind of get used to it. I was going to, so I, I think I did comment on it, right? Like how I, I hate having a case on my phone, but normally I do. Cause it's like, it's almost a requirement, right? Cause you know, you're always yeah. out and about and you're going to end up dropping it and all that. Um, I think
1: especially with kids. Yeah.
0: Well, that's kind of the main reason I think that I <laughs> do leave one on most of the time. Um, but what was it? I think it was back. It was like the iPhone 5 or 5S or something like that. So, I mean, obviously a while ago now, when I got that phone, I was like, you know what? I'm not doing a case this time. And so I I got that phone, and it was like the night that I first got home with that phone. <laughs> it's like I can – nobody else can see your face, but I can already see your face like cringing. Yeah. It's like, ah, I know what's coming. <laughs> oh, so, no. so we – It had to have been right around, like, somewhere within a couple days of this or whatever. We had just bought, um, like, a new car, like a new SUV. And I was backing into, for whatever reason, I was backing into my driveway. I I know I back into parking spots, like, everywhere. But my driveway, I don't really back into normally. But for whatever reason, this day, I think it was because we had a new car and whatever. So I had to back into the driveway. Well, this car had like the side mirrors that when you go into reverse, they tilt down. Right. Ah. (laughs) And a lot of the time when I'm driving the car, I'll just kind of have the phone like uh, on my lap, like in between my legs, you know, like kind of on the seat. Mm. Well, I go into reverse and I start backing up and that mirror goes down and I wasn't used to that yet. And I was like, Oh crap. I think I just like, did I hit something? Cause all of a sudden it moved and I wasn't ready for (laughs) that. So I quickly like pretty much park and jumped out of the car and because it was like on my lap right there, flying out the door onto the ground, luckily it actually <laughs> didn't like shatter anything. It just like had a big old ding in the one corner. Um, uh, yeah. and it was funny cause that was like the day I got that phone and I don't think I, well, I, maybe I did drop it like in the house or something after that, but it's like, I never dropped it at all <laughs> except for that one. The first night I had the phone, you know, I drop it and ding like a, a corner of it, Man. but but yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I hate having cases on my phone, and I'll show you now that anybody can see—but this cheap little case I have on here. It's yeah. It's like one of it's like a red leather you know, fake leather. You know, it's probably not real at all. But uh, like one of these red leather cases, and I wanted to get one from uh, Apple, but I think they're like fifty dollars, and this was like ten dollars or something on Amazon. Yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll get that. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I don't know if you, I know nobody else will be able to see it. But if you look at the corners, you can see a couple corners. Uh, It's like scratched up. That's That's not from dropping it. You know how, well, I actually, my old AirPods, I can't show you. They're not here because my wife has those now. But um, when I, when I crashed my motorcycle just over a year ago, Uh, the, this phone in this case and those old AirPods were both in my right pocket. So as I'm sliding down the freeway, they're both in my pocket, sliding down. So hey, this <laughs> little slim ten dollar cheap Amazon case actually held up, and there was not a scratch yeah. on the phone inside of it. And I fell onto my side, sliding down, you know, the, you know, the street on the freeway, and you know that thing saved it. So um, sometimes cases are good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, I think the last comment I was gonna say is when uh, when the iPhone you know iPhone 11s and all that came out like I'm still on the iPhone you know 10x whatever you want to call it I'm still on that and I I was like I'm not getting the new one yet I'll wait till the next generation comes out yeah but it's like ah, like I want a new phone so what did I do I took a case off for a while and all of a sudden it felt like a new phone because yeah, like I didn't a have a phone. case and. <laughs> I ended up um, ended up putting it back on there because I started running a lot and I would I was bringing my phone with me, um, but yeah now now I just for the runs I'm just going with the watch again so maybe I'll take the case back off it again we'll see
1: yeah you know and that's another reason I I I I, I have attempted to start running in the mornings um, it's been very hard to get up not only. Uh, just because I hate getting out of bed, but it's also been raining here like every day. So, I I had Violet pick me up. Uh, she didn't. I like like Target curbside, right? We were in Target one time and I saw these like three quarter leg uh, length like leggings, and I hate them. I see. I think they're so stupid. But the only reason I got them is because they have like a little like pocket in them. It was perfect for your phone, and I didn't want it to be all heavy and clunky with, uh, you know, my cards in it and everything. So that's – that is another reason why I took the case off. But uh, it's it's still just raining every day this week. It's – I mean, we've got a break right now, but obviously with everything going on, this is like peak week for California, you know, for the virus. And uh, I'm like, well, I guess – I guess I can't go outside. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there's nothing. Even even um, uh, San Bernardino County, which is next door to Orange County, they they like mandated that everybody has to wear a mask. If you go outside, you have to wear a mask.
0: Yeah, I heard saying, about that. <sighs> crazy. Yeah, no offense.
1: But yeah, but yeah, man, that was it. I thought it was kind of funny how a lot of people like, oh yeah, no case, no case. I mean, not a lot of people. I think there's like five people that maybe commented on it, but everybody was like, "Yeah, no case is the way to go," and I, I, I agree.
0: Yeah, like I said, maybe I'll maybe I'll try that again because now that, like I said, when I go on runs, I have you know I have the like cell capable watch, so I just you know sync everything up to that, so I don't even have to take my phone. I I think I was for a reason. It was whatever I was listening to or whatever I was doing, like you know, it was on my phone. So I, you know, I would have my phone with me and if I had my phone with, you know, in my like running shorts in my pockets, it's going to be, I don't want, you know, it to bounce out and fall out onto right. the road. But like I said, if I'm listening to podcasts, I can just sync them up to the watch or music syncing up to the watch. And so maybe I'll go caseless again. Yeah. Um <laughs> But I mean, I think my biggest thing is just with all the kids, you know, with the baby in the house and all the kids, it's, you know, it's too easy just to just have it drop. So, yeah, man, Anyways, um, that was uh, quite a bit of follow-up on something that had nothing to do with normal follow-up, but that's I know, all, right. Right. all right. But I think, I think it's about time to move into uh, some of our main talk. I agree. I'd say we should start with the 100 Days of Swift, um, but what happened with the 100 Days of Swift this week?
1: Well, uh, if you recall... I forget which episode it was, but I think I even remember saying if I purchased something, I probably wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't, uh, uh, be able to control myself from, from doing it. And, uh, yeah, well, I, I, I completely just pushed aside the hundred days of Swift this week and <laughs> only did Sean's uh beginner course.
0: That's all right. Like, like we said before, you know, it's I think for the beginner course that's that's all right, um, you know, because that's probably a good starting place, anyways. Like you know, finish up the beginner's course, and then uh, then you can finish up, you know, 100 days of Swift, and then like we said, after that, then you can move on to um, Sean's uh, take home project course, you know, like the bigger one after that. So I think that's I think that's all right going in that order. So, anyways, like you said, this week. There was nothing for hundred days of Swift. So next up is uh Sean's course. So what what do we want to say about that so far? What did, would you go through this week or anything cool to talk about?
1: So the main thing, I guess that's not the main thing. Uh, there's, there's probably like five or six, maybe seven things that I want to kind of cover. Uh, the last time I left off, I can't remember. I think I did like the getting started uh, the part one and part two. Uh, of the basics um and then i th- think there was a whole bunch more videos added, <laughs> added after that so i was i was uh focusing on part three which was classes instruction and i and i got a little bit to talk about in that there was also i mean i don't want to give away all the sections right I mean, we can't i mean gotta leave something to the imagination for some people right like i don't i don't want to like highlight everything that happened but um we can just start Probably with just... uh
0: You could probably just maybe go over, you know, whatever highlights or cool things. So obviously, you know, you could try to say everything you can say about the course. You're still not, you know, you're still not really giving anything away because, you know, somebody's going to have to go through the course to really see it all, right? Right. So I don't know. I think it's probably good. Just kind of go over, you know, whatever highlights or cool things you learned or, you know, anything that makes sense.
1: So... Let me go out of order just a little bit here. One of the cool things—it will never not be cool to me—is um, keyboard shortcuts and like Xcode tips and tricks. I mean, there's there's a whole section on Xcode, um, and I I mean I, I know we I know we mention these a lot on the show since we're both you know obviously a big fan of keyboard shortcuts. But uh, I liked the editor layout tip here that he gives in oh, I think it's the Colors app so you have xcode open right and you're using storyboards and you want to and you're in your main dot storyboard right and you're working it you're working on one of your uh your view controllers and you have a button and you want to uh connect that button um to you know the view controller right You, you have to that that ib action right if you click uh, i believe it was option or if you uh hold option and click on that table view controller it will pop out that uh assistant editor is, is that what that's called the assistant editor or is that oh uh...
0: yeah it's well, i think it used to be like if you had if you had the storyboard selected and this is you know prior to i don't even mean, what what xcode version are we in like 11 point something now yeah, I, I think up to 10 uh, It was like, if you had the storyboard, you can then decide like just seeing the one file or also seeing the assistant editor. I don't even know if it's called the assistant editor anymore. I think at this point now it's just like a, you know, additional files. Like you can option (laughs) click and then now you're opening up. Like I said, I don't even think it's called assistant editors. It's just like multiple file windows. But yeah, like you said, you can, you know, click on one option, click on a second file. And then all of a sudden now you have the side by side.
1: Yeah, yeah, I thought that split screen, that split screen was was pretty cool because you could focus on that one view controller, and you know you can you can drag over your your IB outlets or actions or whatever it is that, whatever it is that you're doing, you know write your code uh, for that view controller and you know see it side by side. I thought that was I thought that was a pretty cool trick, and uh, I think it's called the add uh, add editor on right. I think that's what. Used to be called the assistant editor. Anyway, that if you're on like in Xcode and you're on that view controller um, screen, let's say you have you know for for instance uh, we have a colors table view controller um, and we name that colors table or co- yeah colors table VC. Um, if you hold Option and you're looking at that little icon that is uh, add editor on right, you can see it kind of moving. Um, and, and rotating how that uh, screen, how that view controller or whatever it is that you're bringing in is, is orientated. So you can, if you wanted another view controller, so if you're working uh, you know, inside, uh, for instance, this colors app that Sean has. If you're doing colors table and you're making uh, changes into colors detail view controller as well. You can stack them on top of each other, or you can you can have them, you know, all in in, in tall skinny rows. I guess that would work if you have a, you know you an ultra wide monitor, right? You could stretch that out as as big as you would need to to see what you were doing. But I was like, oh man, Xcode's Xcode's just uh, full of full of goodies I never even knew about, and and uh, yeah. I just I, I I I'm a big fan of the keyboard shortcuts, so. Maybe that's why I jumped ahead a little bit there, but I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think prior to Xcode 11, it was like, you have the one screen or you could add a second. Like it was, you could have up to two, you know, files open at once. But now yeah. it's like, I don't even know if there's a limit. I think once that feature came out, you know, <laughs> I did and probably a lot of people did. It's like, all right, how many of these can you go side by side? And all of a sudden right. they're like half an inch wide each or something crazy because <laughs> you're like, let's see how many files I can open all at once, you know, side by side. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I'm on an ultra wide and uh, it's, it is nice, you know, sometimes I'll at least have pretty much two files open you know, side by side, almost at all times, probably. Uh, but yeah, every once in a while, like if I'm kind of flipping through, you know, multiple different files, I might have, you know, like one on the left and then on the right, it might, you know, be stacked top and bottom or whatever right. I do. Um, plus, something else you can do on that. I don't know if you saw it, but if you have like, you know, at least two files open on the top left, you know, there's the X to where you can close that file. But right. Next to that, there's kind of like the like expand arrows, so if you have multiple files open and you click that, it actually like pulls that one like full screen, like taking the full window. So that way if you, if you do have, you know, like five files open you're like, well, it's too small. I want to just focus on this one. It's actually, if you hover over it, it's focus this editor. So that's what it does. It just makes that one take the entire screen so you can work on right. that one and then, you know, click the right. button to go back out to yeah, where you're at.
1: The, so, the buttons to unfocus it. Right. So the yeah. arrows pointing towards each other to, yeah. Kind of pull that back to what you were working on. Oh, yep. See, man, this is cool stuff. Gotta love this it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, that 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 was my my out of order thing. There, I guess. I mean, I guess there really is no order here, right? It's not another Swift podcast. Yeah, it's
0: not a <laughs> follow any kind of order podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um, another thing I thought, uh, not that I thought it was cool. Uh, I did think it was cool. Uh, I I guess I just never really fully understood it. So I guess I'm kind of <laughs> sh- showing my my uh, my noobness if you will, is fizzbuzz. Like yeah. full disclosure, I had no idea what that was. I <laughs> like I've heard it. I've heard people talk about it. I've heard it, you know, mentioned, but I had no idea what fizzbuzz was. I say that five times fast, right? No. Um, <laughs> I was, I was like, okay, fizzbuzz. Uh, Sean's like, okay, it's a rite of passage. I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, like I'm nervous, right? Because I have no idea what he's talking about. But I'm 100% confident in that I could have done that without even having any kind of instructions or, you know, like like he like he says, you know, he takes he likes to take a pen and paper and kind of write things out, um, which I don't think is a bad idea. Um, I'm sure there will come a time eventually where I'll need to do that. Um, and I'm hoping in the near future because yeah, hopefully, right. <laughs> like, like, I think we talked last week we're getting pretty close to the the hundred days of Swift, um, uh, being over with. And then I, uh, yeah, probably, probably that, that, that take home project for Sean. So, um, I'll probably have a reason to, to kind of follow those little, little tips that he, uh, that he gives in this course. But, um, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I, i had no idea um but i guess that's kind of like the next step above uh you know hello world right and like you learn you learn how to print hello world <laughs> you know to the console or whatever it is that you're that you're working on it's the first thing you do the first tutorials that you know, yeah. I, mean, I think i yeah. probably like experimented with um oh god college like c sharp and like you know uh, python and java like the first thing you need to write is hello world and i'm like okay well it's like uh in the beginner world this is like your next step (laughs) you know and sean's right you know your rite of passage
0: (laughs) and if you're if you're doing hello world in uh you know swift or python it's it's like print hello world right you try to do that in uh java i I think i remember just to get that print there was i don't even remember what it was at this point it's the last time i tried looking at java i don't even know but i think it was like four lines just to get you know hello world in the console (laughs) yeah no thanks
1: yeah, man. I hope I never have to look at Java again. I know we've talked about this before, but oof. Yeah. It is just not my cup of tea.
0: Uh but yeah, like I mean like you said as FizzBuzz, that's you know, that's just like the algorithm style questions and that's that's like a simple, you know, algorithm question. And there's, you know, there's tons of them. Like if you have if you have or if you get the um was it Cracking the Coding Interview book? Like uh, I yeah. have that and I like, I think I started trying to go through that, you know, when I was trying to get the job that I currently have, Uh, but it is like, then just, it's kind of been sitting on the shelf for, you know, a couple of years now. Um, But it's honestly, I kind of like the algorithm style questions, you know, it's like, just take, you know, Fizzbuzz, like you said. So I guess to anybody listening to try to quickly explain what that is, it's like, you want to, you know, you want to create a function that will count, you know, what is it, one through 100 or something. And every time you get like a multiple of three, it's going to print, you know, fizz into the console. Every time you get a multiple of five, it's going to print buzz. If it's a multiple of three and five, it's going to print fizz buzz. And then every other number, it'll just print the number, right? So with that, you know, it's, it's like, all right, that's, you know, that's simple enough. Like, okay, let's every time, you know, I think it, there's a couple of things that it kind of shows you, right? It's like, all right, well, how do you figure out if it's a multiple? And then, you know, from there, it's like, okay, let me do three, and then let me do five, and then let me do a multiple of three and five. But then you have to actually think like the order, right? Because if you're, you know, if you're checking three and then five, you're never gonna you're never gonna get to checking three and five. So it's like, then you have to kind of figure out how are you gonna get fizz buzz. And so even though it is, you know, a pretty simple like algorithm style question it's, you know, it still like, makes you think, you know, makes you think. And like, how do you solve this? And like, I don't know, personally, I like little problems like that, you know, (laughs) it's where it kind of makes you think how to figure this out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's, uh, it's always good practice, right? Because I feel like no matter what line of, uh, or what field of like any kind of tech work or you know world that you're going to going to be in you're always going to have to carry around a good set or a good foundation of at least critical thinking right like you have to be able to at least be able to read a word problem right even though like that was oh that's what I hated in high school <laughs> even in college just word problems i don't know why i just hated them but now it's just like I should have just paid more attention, (laughs) but um, I've worked at other companies. I I, I can't speak as, uh, as as a dev, right. But I've worked at companies where, uh, you know, you're given a a certain uh, set of directions. Like, okay, this is your job. This is what, um, and then maybe you can give more professional terms and and speak on that. But, um, you you know, this, these are your, this is your job. This is what you're tasked to do. Um, Get this done. And you might not even get, any kind of, you know, instructions or direction or anything like that. So you have to kind of be able to be a self-starter and, you know, have that conversation with yourself of, okay, this is what I need to do. All right. Uh, Let me think back to Sean's, you know, iOS dev launchpad course where he says, okay, let me, you know, get a pen and paper, let's figure out what I need to do, write it down and make myself a checklist.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Cool, man. So, uh, yes. Um, so the big thing was the part three of well, classes and structs. Um, I, I I wrote that down, I think, because it I didn't really struggle with it, but I like first starting out learning Swift, I was like, what? what? Okay. Uh reference type value type okay well what the heck is it what makes the difference um and part three uh is uh classes and structs let me make sure i'm just saying that correctly uh yeah so part three is part of the basics um classes and structs he goes over what is self what is class goes over inheritance um structs and classes right so value types versus reference types and then uh touches a bit on extensions so I just wanted to spend, uh, a little point, of, a little bit of time on that because, uh, that was a little bit confusing to me. Um, you know, a reference type and a value in a value type, um, difference between class and instruct, when to use a class and instruct, um, you know, pros and cons. Um, and I think that can be a whole conversation on its own. So uh, we do not have to go too, too deep into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we don't have to go too deep into it, but I, I just, I did want to touch on it, um, yeah, so I brought up you know self class uh, inheritance, um, and Sean points out that this will, without a doubt, be asked in an interview. Um, I think he might have even put this in his like uh, uh, iOS like interview kind of playlist on his YouTube course. Um, did you get asked? Did you get asked your knowledge of classes versus structs? Whenever you got. Um... There?
0: honestly, I don't even really remember what I was asked at that remember. point because it was, it was one of those, like, I don't know crap. And, you yeah. know, it's tried talking everything I knew and tried, you know, showing that I care enough that, you know, I'll put the effort in. But at that point, you know, I don't know if I could have explained anything, you know? And so I think it was one of those things. I, I tried answering everything the best I can and, Maybe I was traumatized of what I was asked at that point. So it's like, I don't even remember anymore. So like I said, was I asked that maybe possibly, probably I don't even remember. Um, Will that be asked? Yeah, I can, I can say that's probably one of those common questions that you would probably get asked, you know, because it's like, especially if you're going in there for like a entry level or junior type role, you know, they're going to want to make sure that you can talk some of the basics that you understand, some of just those like fundamental things that you have to understand, you know, to be able to write anything in the language. It's, you know, it's almost like, you know, if we're, we're talking about like variables and constants. Like if you don't understand the difference of that, it's like, can you really write any code? You know, it's like, right. you have to know, you know, what some of those differences are. Otherwise it's like, how much can you really do? I think it's kind of the same thing with like, you know, classes and structs, you know, um, reference and value types. It's, you have to kind of understand, and like you said, those could be probably several conversations on yeah. <laughs> really explaining them. And yeah, it's like when to use which way over another. There's kind of like those general rules, I guess you can say. Like if you're if you're going to you know subclass, then it's like all right, use a class. If you want um, you know something light and easy, then it's like okay, maybe use a struct. And I think Apple even says. Like to default to try to use um, structs when it makes sense. Yeah. So like if you're you know, going to create like a model, um, maybe default to using a struct. But if you have to like subclass that model and do different things with it, okay, maybe it makes sense to use a class now. I don't know if that really answered any questions, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's like they, they do kind of have their place. A lot of the time they can be used interchangeably, but there are like key differences about them
1: okay so let me let me say this how about I give maybe my quick and dirty uh, rundown of like class first struct and if I'm way off jump in uh, if not then maybe you can just kind of uh, give approval or, or not uh, afterwards <laughs> but um, just just because you know this is uh, this does follow my progress. This is part of my progress. So let's just, why not? We'll uh, do a little bit of this. Um, so classes and structs are different things. Classes are a reference type, um, and reference type. So a class, it, it points to a specific set of data. Uh, Sean, Sean mentions that pretty clearly in the video. Um, and you must initialize the values that you enter inside of it. So if you have, uh, if you're making, you know, Let's just say a person class, right? And you have var name, var first name, var last name, and like var age, right? You have to uh, initialize those, right? With the init method inside the
0: class. Yeah. I, th- I think what you're possibly trying to get to on that is like structs have, you know, what's called a member wise initial- initializer. So it's it's pretty much you get an an initializer for free to where classes you always have to write your initializer. So like in that, you know, class person and then you know var name, var age, or whatever, you're actually gonna have to create an initializer to to be able to take, you know, when you're setting it up or creating it to actually pass in, you know, whatever you want to pass in or set it up however you want to set it up. To where if you're doing a struct, you know, struct person that has a var name, var age. You don't even have to create the initializer Um, just whenever you're going to, you know, create an instance of that struct, you know, in this case, like person open parentheses, and you'll actually have like, you'll have that initializer to where it actually has name and age or whatever in there. So you actually don't even have to create that. Uh, But I mean, in both of them, you can create your own initializers and probably most of the time you'll want to create your own anyways so you can do that in both of them but but uh structs actually come with that you know member wise initializer
1: yeah so you don't have to to declare that yourself right so uh, reference type uh, you know I, I said points to a specific set of data um so maybe we can explain this a little bit better classes uh it's almost like i think Sh- sean uses a similar but different example um I would say classes are like, let's just say the Google doc that we use, right? Um, we keep all of our show notes on there, right? Um, uh, edited audio, unedited audio. Um, but let's just use the show notes, for example. Um, every, I mean, shoot, even in, uh, you know, these iCloud notes, um, iCloud pages, sorry. Uh, it's same kind of same deal, right? If I make a change... You're gonna see that change. Um, every and, and everything, everything in that working copy, right? Everything in that class is going to be changed. So it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a struct, right? Where structs, uh, maybe get ahead of myself here. But um, let's rewind. So yeah, like like the Google Doc you you will see every change that I make and I will see every change that you make. Yes. So if down the line, so let's say we have a class of person, we name him Jeff, right? So let's just say down the line, we name it Jason. Well, now Jeff will now become Jason anytime it's referenced, right?
0: Um. Yeah. And I mean, like the example that you were talking about, and I want to, I want to give credit on, you know, to Sean on this one. Cause I, I know this is his, what would it be called analogy? Like his analogy that he uses, like, yeah, I've seen it, you know, I'm talking about it in a couple of videos probably to where that's the example that he uses, you know, it's like a class, like the reference type is going to be like that, you know, shared Google doc. Um, and then the value type, would be you know the value type the struct that would be more like an excel document or you know in this case like a, a you know apple numbers document or whatever that you're actually maybe emailing to somebody right and the reason he uses that is you know like the reference type the you know like the class it's pointing to the same whatever it is line or whatever in in memory so like you said if you create a class for person and then i don't know like you know, variable A equals, you know, person, right? And then variable B equals variable A. And then if you change a property on one of those, it's going to change it on both of them because they're pointing to that same spot in memory, right? So it's kind of like we said with like a Google Doc. If you, you know, if we have the same document and you're updating it, it's updating my copy too, right? Because they're pointing to the same place in memory to where, like the the value type like what a struct would be is if you know if i have like an excel excel document or you know a numbers document or whatever and i you know have my document and then i email you a copy of it if you make changes to yours it's not you know pointing to the same thing you have your own copy i have my own copy so they're not you know pointing to the same thing so that that is definitely one of those things you have to keep in mind you know with how you use both of them um, Not sure if I really have a good example off hand that I can try to explain why or how just now, but yeah, it's like, that's one of those key differences, you know, as value versus reference types, along with like, like I said, some of those other things, you know, like where you can subclass and where you can, you know, do this and that there's certain differences in them, but that's you know definitely one of the main differences between them.
1: Yeah, and that's that's kind of how I was going to describe that that struct. And I think it, that might have been word for word, but how Sean did it, uh, how Sean explained it was, uh, you know, I'm working on a project and I email it over to you, assuming we don't know what the heck screen share is. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean for the for this example, right? It's it's just like uh, you know me working on that and then uh, making my changes, emailing it over to you. You know, you making your own changes, or you know, or, but yeah, you you you. Yeah,
0: like I said, a, I, I definitely I wanted to give so. credit to uh, Sean on that one because yeah. he's you know he's the place that I he, he's the person I originally heard say that in you know a video, however long ago it was, and yeah. I think he linked either he linked that video in his you know new beginner course or you know whenever he was I think when he was talking about it, he also mentioned that again so. Yeah, He was definitely, I don't yeah. know if he actually came up with that or, you know, if it was something he heard, but I want to give the credit that, you know, we didn't come up with that because I think it's, you know, a perfect analogy oh, yeah. of how it works.
1: Yeah. When I, I think he, he actually used the Excel doc, um, yeah. example, yeah, Exactly. Um, I just kind of made it fit our show, but Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? It, I think it, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can get really, uh, <laughs> any clearer than the way that he describes it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Anything else out there on classes or structs? I, like, like we I said, said, I mean,
0: yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot that we could say about it. And, you know, maybe one of these days that'll be like a full, you know, main talk or something like that. But as far as, you know, as far as what we're going over right now, like we're just kind of going over high level of, you know, some of the different things. So honestly, yeah. I think we probably said probably said enough about that for today, unless you had any other specific questions or anything.
1: No, like I said, I just wanted to touch on it because uh, he does mention that it, it, you'll without a doubt be asked this in an interview, and I was like, well, if, uh, if if that's what he says, and you know, let's give it a let's give it a shout, at least a nod, right?
0: Yeah, and I mean, like going forward, if that is one of those things, like if you still have questions on it or you know things you need to read up, I would definitely try to look into that some more, you know, or maybe if you have you know questions. Like if you think of something after we're done, you know, recording or, you know, sometime in the next week or two, then, you know, feel free to ask me about it because um, I think it is you know, good things to know. Um, but, yeah, as far as what we're going to cover today during our recording, that's probably good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. So the next thing, uh, and I think probably the final thing I want to talk about um, is the Colors app. So I purposely waited to do this app until last night because i wanted it like fresh in my mind right and i like i've been i don't want to say i've been like dying to like follow uh, an app tutorial by sean but um i have right and it's i've been anticipating it for uh quite some time um and i was super excited and um he he didn't let me down right there was let's let's let me just get that out of the way. There, there was no letdown. There was no, no failure or breakdown there. Um, but it is a very different teaching style from Paul Hudson in 100 Days of Swift, right? Yeah. Um, they both type super fast. <laughs> <laughs> they and, and and you know, just, I, I I think Paul talks fast. I know Sean's a fast talker. He, he I think he's a self admitted fast talker. And it was a little fast for me, but it wasn't like anything crazy, right? It wasn't anything bad. Um, I did find myself having to pause, and I don't know if it was my version of Xcode. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know if I've updated it or not, but it was doing some really weird things. Anytime I would create, like I think we created a couple of uh, of uh, different Swift files, is when I tried to. You know how when you connect a view controller to uh, the class, right? You have to hit enter. If you don't hit enter or I'm sorry, return, um, it won't like register, right? And Mm -hmm. I was doing that, and I had to create this file like three or four different times, and I kept on getting these like uh, this weird error key naming convention, some some some, something like that, right? And I was just like, what in the hell is going on? (laughs) Like this is a beginner course, (laughs) and I am completely screwing it up. Like I'm wasting all this time. Right. Um, I, th- I honestly think it was just probably my X code, man. And I was just like, this is going to happen to a oh, lot of people. Maybe.
0: I mean, I, I want to say whatever you're going through in the course shouldn't, you know, shouldn't have been a problem with whatever version of Xcode you're on. Like unless you're on 10 point something, you know, then there was maybe issues, but I know you're not, I know you're at least on eleven point something.
1: Yeah, um, I like I said, I don't, I don't know like, the exact. Um, maybe I can tell you right now. Uh, I'm on eleven point four. Yeah, that's what I'm um, on
0: too. So that, but, that should be good. I don't, I don't know. Maybe your computer just needs to restart. Who knows? Uh,
1: maybe. And you know, I've I've been trying to uh, shut it down Uh, every time I, um, I use it, just so it's not just you know con- constantly running, even though. I would like to be able to just you know, pick it up, but it doesn't take any time to to you know boot up, right? So there's no reason to have it running. Um, but Yeah, I I don't know what it was. I I was just running into um, just weird errors like that. Nothing wrong with the content, right? Everything was fine because I mean, hell, I was able to finish it,
0: <laughs> right?
1: Uh-huh. So um, I, I I wasn't sure what was going on with that, but um, the colors app, it was, it was fun. It was. I think. I think it. Uh, I think it falls in line perfectly with, you know, the beginner, the beginner stuff, right? Um, you're yeah. going to use table view controllers. You're going to use cells. You're going to need to at least become familiar with how to, you know, use uh, the DQ reusable cell cell for row at.
0: Yeah, so um, your favorites, right? Self-row and, yeah. and what is it? Number of rows and section. <laughs> number of rows
1: and section, yeah. And, and I think
0: uh... you're also going to get did, did select row at too.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's I believe. So that's So I, that I know we, we've
0: uh, kind of been talking about it, but I guess I guess for anybody listening that you know isn't going through the course yet, you know, this is this is the first kind of walkthrough app you know that Sean does in this course. You know, so obviously there's the videos. Before this, that are kind of just talking about the basics of Swift and kind of getting you familiar with the language and, and some of that, right? And then, like you said, I think the next thing was like FizzBuzz, right? He goes over that like algorithm problem. And then after that, I think is when he gets into this, uh, this like quick little app. And yeah. for this app, it's just all it was is like a table view, and each row was a random color, and there was like 50 rows or whatever. Uh, each row is a is a random color, and then if you tap on the on that color on that row, it opens up. You know, pushes on another view controller with just like the, that color as the background. So obviously, you know, it's a beginner course. It's meant to be a super simple app, but in this simple app, you know he. He taught you how to set up, well, first how to use Xcode, <laughs> like in the first place, right? Like how to create yeah. a project. Right. Um, but then, you know, how to set up like a table view and just do some basic things with it, how to actually pass that data on to another view controller, you know, on onto the nav stack and how to go back and how, you know, there was, there's a handful of things he talked, you know, talked about in just that simple little app um, or even like how to create random colors or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, it was definitely, you know, it was, it was good for the level of, you know, somebody that's learning at that point. Yes, you know, you're just learning the basics. So here is a, a simple little app to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, was there any, was there anything else, um, anything else cool about the app or anything else you learned?
1: Yeah. So one of the, one of the, like uh, the big uh, like anticipation factors of it, right, was seeing, just different styles, right? Of how people organize their code, and every every video I've watched of Sean, uh, uh, you know, on YouTube, right, or anything that he puts out, um, it just he seems like it's very organized, right? Everything's compartmentalized, um, you know, a restaurant term here, mise Plus, right? Everything has its place, and everything is in its place, um, and that's one of the things I was really really excited about um taking the course right was because you know you watch all these videos and i'm like oh my gosh man he looks like he's just clean right just super clean yeah <laughs> and every everything it's like okay well, well how the hell does that work that it does i can't even see that there and i look and then he you know shows you like okay it's in this file i put it in this folder you know i clean code right and like the less it, it, the way he explained it um it made sense right um kind of like uh you know bringing in third-party libraries the less bloat right if you can the less bloat you can put in a view controller the better is i think the way that um he kind of describes it so uh, i think the term is pretty well known around the ios world of massive view controller i think you've said it a couple times yeah now. yeah maybe <laughs> maybe or maybe not be uh, working with uh, one right now at work but um yeah, that was one of the cool things that I, I wanted to see, and even though this was a beginner course, and even though I did understand the material, I was like, oh, okay, hang on, wait a minute, this is not the way that my brain was used to seeing things done, right? Was- used to seeing things laid out, because in 100 is a Swift, um, it's not that it's just like vomited all over the page, right? Like, there's still structure, but i i think this sean even in his videos just puts his own little touch on it he even says yeah. i line up the equal signs you don't have to do it but this is what i do and i'm like i think i like the equal signs being lined up
0: <laughs> yeah i will comment on that in a second um, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um, like you said with the with the clean code and organizing and everything uh, like you said with with the 100 days of swift you know Paul Hudson, he'll, he'll go through these projects. And I think for the most part, you know, most of it's like in the one view controller or in like the two view controllers. But, yeah. you know, it's it's like a, a tutorial app, like just something simple that you're learning. So most of the time I think he just leaves it all in the one file versus yeah. let's structure this into multiple files and folders. And, you know, yeah, for a real project, you want to do that. But when you're just going through and learning all this, you Know it's, I think he probably mentions it, but it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna separate everything out, <laughs> you know. Where, um, like Sean, even for the smaller projects, he will he'll separate it out, and you know, he'll, uh, like one example was, uh, what was it to get the random color? He at first, he you know, wrote a function in that view controller to create the random uh color, but then he actually showed how to create an extension on UI color to create that. So I think, I think there was kind of two things about that is one, it took that code out of the view controller. So it cleaned up that view controller. So instead of having, you know, like a seven line function or whatever it was Mm -hmm. in the view controller, adding to there, you know, it was just the one line you're using it. You add dot random, you know, to the color and it's, and it, you know, it, it makes it nice and neat and easy. And, so that, I think that is one of those things that he he definitely does focus on, even in like the smaller apps, which like we talked about the different styles. It's like that's good to be able to see that like, oh, this is, you know, some different ways I can organize things or, you know, different places I can put things and all that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's definitely one of those things that he he does good at. Um, yeah, for the equal sign, I, I'm not really against that. Um, I don't do that. <laughs> Um, I don't personally do that for my own, you know, projects. And I also, you know, we don't do that at work. So if I tried to start doing it at work, I'd probably get yelled at and told not to. Um, It is nice. (laughs) Like if you have, you know, several lines and all the equals are lined up, like it looks nice and everything. But I think my main problem with it is every time, like if I want to then add one new line up, got to make sure the equals lines up. So it's that extra, you know, second or whatever each time yeah you know like once it's all said and done, it looks nice, but personally i don't you know I don't think it's worth you know going through the trouble to do it um but yeah i mean it's it's always the trade offs like sean Paul you know Hudson, everybody talks about it. it's like you know it depends or the trade offs or you know use your own judgment, and I think it's kind of one of those things there's a lot of things you can do that you know do it one way or another, and is one right one wrong no, I mean there's just different opinions on how you want to do something
1: yeah yeah, for sure I, it, I I see what you're saying um, when it comes to having to add a line and then every time <laughs> you do something you have to re uh, you know realign all those equals signs but um, it, like he says it's it's personal it's personal preference uh, you don't have to do it nothing nothing saying that you you know nobody holding a gun to your head saying that <laughs> that's the way that it's got to be done um, but yeah uh, yeah, little stuff like that. I thought was really cool. Um, he even uh, he even goes into explaining um, when you're naming, uh, like uh, I hope I don't butcher this. When you're naming uh, a cell, right? Um, it is. It, I think he even says this is not. Um, You know, official an official term, but stringly typed. Yeah. Um, he he shows us how to kind of uh, we we use an enum there, right? And I thought that was kind of cool to use an enum to remove the human error, right? That could inevitably happen of a fat finger, right? (laughs) And you you completely uh, miss it, right? And you're you're testing your app. And, like in this case, we click on a color, and when it's supposed to slide that color in right from the other view controller that we create, it just crashes and dies, and you have no idea why. <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was I thought that was a cool uh little tip trick um, that like I said and that's why I wanted to do this yesterday, so this is all still fresh in my mind um because. I feel like you have so much to uh, try to to learn and and, and um, you know commit to memory when you're you know first starting out like this this little stuff these little tips to me anyway they stand out uh you know big time because I'm gonna remember like okay well if I make this mistake you know I I, I can be able to think back oh okay why don't I just you know, do myself a favor and, and remove, remove that chance of error.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's like you said, it's, it's definitely something, you know, you want to keep a lookout and that was a good example of, you know, in this simple project that he was doing, you know, it's created enum for, you know, that cell, um, reuse that reuse identifier. And then also like the segue or with identifier for that segue as well. Um, you know, he created the enum for those and each one was only used the one time. You right. Know, so like in this case, it didn't really matter that much, but still, you know, it's, he was still, you know, it's still good to know that it's, you know, pull those out because like in this case, it was just one spot. Well, let's most of the time you're probably going to be using those identifiers in more than one spot, you know, or you might be, um, and even if not, you know, it's, having like if you have multiple different cell types or multiple different segues to be able to have like an enum or whatever holding holding all of those variables you know to be able to use you have like the one spot to look at so if you end up changing that you know cell reuse identifier in the storyboard you have like the one spot to look at in this code you know in this uh view controller versus you know if you didn't create an enum for it then you have to find every place that you you know stringly typed it you know in the view controllers and then change it there so it does kind of it pulls it out of you know the certain spots and then even if it was only used this one time it's still good because then it's all you know it's all kind of bunched together in one area and it's easy to find later
1: yeah for sure i agree cool huh? yeah lots of lots of little lots of little tips lots of little uh you know Little nuggets of information there that uh, I thought were pretty cool. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, he definitely
1: he definitely did, didn't disappoint, and I and I think uh, uh, I th- which I think we're gonna get to here in a second. I I didn't do the playing card workout app because um, I I did spend a little bit too much time on that colors app messing with those dank files, but <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, like I said, man didn't disappoint. I I think I I got out of that one app. Um uh, exactly what I was looking for. Um you know, picking the brain of, of Sean Allen if you will, seeing seeing inside of of how Sean Sean's uh, mind works when it comes to app creation and the things that he thinks about and um just kind of uh, I mean you can never there's no one right or wrong way to do it, right? Um everybody has their own preference. Um, this is just inside the mind or through the eyes of Sean and, uh, yeah, going back to le- learning how to learn. If you, if, if you can learn from Sean, great. If not, then, well, <laughs> keep searching. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, like I said, I think that mostly wraps up this section because, um, like you said, you didn't, you didn't get to the next, um, two apps, which were actually different ways of creating the same app. Um, So we we kind of briefly touched on this prior to recording, you know, I'm, I'm following along so I can, you know, kind of know what specific things you were going through. And just to make sure that I was at least going to be caught up to wherever you might have gotten to, um, earlier today, I, you know, finished up the course, you know, at least what he has, I think he has a couple more videos he's going to post like tomorrow, but yeah. So I was like, I want to make sure that I'm caught up to whatever you might be at. So I finished up the course earlier today and the next, uh, two things like the next two projects, it's, it's going to be like a card workout, like kind of like a deck of cards that like randomly like shuffles through them. And then whenever you hit stop, it's gonna, you know, stop on a card and that card means it's like a certain, you know, workout. So it, you know, whatever the number is, do that many of whatever workout, like each suit has like a certain thing you do. So he's going to, he's going to teach how to create that same app two different ways. So first he's going to go over how to do it using storyboards. And then the second time, you know, file new project again. Um, but the second time it's going to be hundred percent programmatic. So um, obviously you haven't done that yet. So, you know, next week when we talk, you know, you might be done with both of those. I mean, I imagine you'll, you'll probably be able to get both of those done, Um, So if you're done with those, you'll be able to see, you know, two different ways of doing the same app, which is kind of cool because it's not just seeing a little bit of storyboard on something over here and a little bit of programmatic on something over there. You're actually seeing the exact same app created two different ways. So that, you know, if nothing else, that'll probably help show you one, if you like storyboard or programmatic more, you know, kind of what your preference is or how you like doing things. Um, But second even taking aside like what preference you have. I think it's cool because you'll be able to see like how to do the same thing in two different ways. You know, we always talk about there's so many different ways you can do things. There's not one right way. And I yeah. think the cool thing about the same app, two different ways like that is he's actually going to walk you through two completely separate ways to create the same exact app. So I think that's pretty cool. I think you'll like it. And yeah next week assuming you get both of them done you know we'll be able to kind of talk about what you learned you know learned or just whatever you know whatever you got out of it and your thoughts about that
1: yeah i i don't i don't see a problem getting those done i think what threw me off was all the extra little goodies that he threw in there yeah yeah, (laughs) and all the other videos that i wanted to watch first before i got to the uh to the apps um i was hoping to get both of those apps done at least part of the playing card workout done yesterday but that didn't happen so that's all right i think yeah
0: I think you're at a good, you know, a good stopping point for this. Yeah. Like I said, that way next week, that's probably as far as, you know, Sean's course, that's probably what we'll talk about is just the, these two apps, the two different ways. And, you know, if there are other videos you still had to catch up on, maybe a little bit of that too.
1: Yeah. I think that's all that's left, man, is, is just that, uh, the card workout app. And then I, he's got some Swift UI stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited to, to do both. I think, uh, in order to be a well-rounded programmer or uh, iOS developer, um, I think it's good to have a solid foundation of both.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right. So I think that about wraps up our main talk. Uh, what do you say? Should we move on to our closing remarks?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I think so.
0: Cool. So let's, let's do that usual. Let's ask for some reviews.
1: Yes, please. go uh... Let's uh, get some reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get noticed, you know, uh, preferably five stars. Um, That that also helps us get noticed, you know, know, kind of same deal every week. We're just trying to uh, give, give back what the community has given to us, and hopefully you guys enjoy what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know, if it's not five stars, uh, do us a favor, let us know why either in the reviews or you can reach out on Twitter. Um, you can find me at dev underscore J Mitchell.
1: And I'm at Matt kruckerberg.
0: You can also find the show. It is at swift underscore podcast. And of course I will have those all linked in our show notes as well.
1: Nice. Cool, man. I think that's it. Huh? All left is, uh, to say goodbye.
0: Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.
1: See you later. I don't know that I could do it. I don't know that I could grow a beard. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's, I don't know It it takes, you know, you have to get used to it And it has to grow for a while And kind of like as the joke says, right? Then it grew on me Like, in in the couple ways that can, you know, it can mean that Yeah, like it has to to grow out It has to get longer before, you know, you see if you like it or not You can't just go like a month or two and be like, yeah, I don't like this You got to give it longer than that
1: I feel like I would be constantly like combing food out of it, right? Or like, yeah Picking food or something out like That actually if You sneeze and like you get oh, like a booger in your beard
0: <laughs> You always have to like look and in the mirror you don't know something. about it
1: yeah You always have to like take a selfie And, and see and yeah. check out your beard Make that sure was, there's no boogers
0: That was one of the worst things <laughs> like when I did have Like the big old beard and mustache And everything like that is anytime you eat You're like trying to push it away, you know, push, push the mustache to the sides or whatever. So it's not getting in the way of everything you're eating. And yeah, it's just, it can get gross. I, uh,
1: I, I know I didn't, I, I know a guy, I, I a guy I used to hang out with. Um, we would go to this, uh, bar that was by, uh, it was close by both of our apartments. Right. And we would shoot pool. Um, this was probably pff, five years ago. He had like a a mustache, uh, uh, like guard, right, that you can put on the top of your pint glass. (laughs) I mean, this guy he had he had like a super thick mustache, right? He's trying to grow the handlebar with the curlies, right? Nice. And he bought this little piece of like metal. It was just kind of like a a small, (laughs) a small like arch, and it went, it sat perfectly right over the top of the pint glass, and it protected his beard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> from the beer i was like i that's dedication gotta give it to yeah. him i guess all right. yeah it
0: definitely is <laughs> it's a pain like it's it's kind of nice having the big old beard but it's it's a pain and especially like i think for me that was one of the things that sucked about it um yeah it's just all of that plus it just you know i don't know i didn't i don't i don't think it looked that great on me <laughs> And my wife hated it, so that right. you know, that's kind of a no go <laughs> right there. She she put yeah. up with it for a long time, and and I finally shaved it off. So
1: that's the stamp. That's where you're like, all right, got it.